0: of the birth that is the greatest birth that has ever took place in this world. There's not been another birth that has touched so many lives than the birth of our precious Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. There's not another name that has been given that has touched so many lives than that name, Jesus Christ. And here in Luke's Gospel, such a famous chapter uh, during this time of year, uh, we find in detail the birth of our Savior. It is the announcement that we find in verse number 10, in verse number 11 of this wonderful birth. We notice that in verse number 10 that it is an angelic announcement this here was not announced by a man. This here was not a, announced by a, a shepherd or a wise man or a prophet, but it was announced by an angel. In verse number 10, we see that it is a divine announcement. One that would sure bring comfort and joy to all that heard these words. In verse number 10, the angel said, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. We find here the angel began this announcement with those two words, Fear not. For here in this chapter, and in chapter number 1, it is... Uh, Words that we uh, uh, read across uh, uh, two more times in chapter number 1. For when the angel appeared and made this Wonderful announcement to the shepherd They used the same two words that was used in Luke chapter number 1 and verse number 13 when the angel appeared unto Zacharias. And here in verse number 13 we we read in Luke chapter number 1, "...but the angel said unto him, Fear not, Zacharias." For the prayer is heard, and thy wife Elizabeth shall bear thee a son and shall call his name John. It was the two words the angel used uh, to Mary in Luke chapter number one, in verse number 30. The angel said unto her, Fear not, Mary, for thou hast found favor with God. And when this angel makes such a wonderful announcement here to the shepherd, not to the kings, not to the priest, but to the lowly shepherds that said fear, not. Now, I want to tell you what such great comfort would that bring uh, uh, to an heart of an individual as they seen uh, uh, a light shining from heaven and they see an angel come down uh, and said, fear not. Now, notice here, they did not fear because of the angel, but they did not fear because of the message the angel brought under them and that was fear not fear not for I bring you good tidings of great joy which shall be to all people notice here this announcement Fear not. I want to tell you this morning what all is going on around us. You can have these same words in your heart this morning. Fear not. Why? Because this one we read about in verse number 11. a Savior which is Christ the Lord. He ain't laying in a manger this morning. He ain't laying in a tomb. But He is on the throne reigning forever and forever. And in Him... Do we have comfort? And in Him, do we still hear those two words? Fear not. Notice here what the angel said in verse number 10. Fear not, for behold, such an announcement, such mighty words, such an announcement of amazement or joy or wonder, had to have that word Behold, or look, look to, he said, for I bring you, notice here, good tidings. She said, he said, I'm not bringing bad tidings. He said, I'm not bringing bad uh, tidings. I'm not bringing tidings that will bring you down. That word tidings there, it means news. I want to say this morning, the angel here was not bringing to the shepherds bad news. They was not bringing unto them false news. They was not bringing unto them news that would bring them down low. For that seemed to be all we hear in these days. It's bad news. News that will bring us down low. News that's false news. We don't even know what's going on in the world today because there's so much false news. I want to tell you what the angel here brought was good tidings. Good news. Good news. I want to say, despite of all the bad news in the world, despite of all the false news all the way around us, there's still good news in the Lord Jesus Christ. There's still good news. Good news when you pick up His Word and begin to read the promises that He gave to me and He gave to you, it's good tidings of uh, notice here of great joy, of great joy. Notice here we find here tidings, good tidings, tidings that were both wonderful. And amazing. For the amazing love of God was put on display here right before the shepherd's eyes. For the angel said, For unto you, the angel was not directing this announcement just to those shepherds when He said to you, but the angel was directing this announcement to those Jews and Gentiles. For unto you, for unto me, is born this day in the city of David, a Savior. That word there is a deliverer, which is Christ, which means the anointed one and Lord. It speaks of His authority. He, she said, the angel said, the angel said to the shepherds, he, she, uh, he said, Behold, I bring you good tidings, good news. Of great joy the world does not know anything about. Uh, Joy that will not be. uh, Joy that is not carnal joy. Joy but that is uh, spiritual joy. Not temporary joy. Uh, The angel was bringing them joys that would last. uh, That no one could take from them. Joy the world knows nothing about. Joy that is only found in the one that was lying in the manger in Bethlehem. Paul said it well, joy that is unspeakable. And here the angel brought this announcement, such a wonderful announcement. Unto you, unto the Jews, unto the Gentiles, unto all that receive, there is a Savior which is Christ the Lord. Born. And notice verse number 12, and, and this shall be a sign, you shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes lying in a manger. Here we find that this angel announces such good tidings you'll find in a manger. Such good tidings, such great joy you'll find there. In the manger, something that is not attractive to the eye. And I want to tell you today is still Jesus is still not attractive to the eye. But I want to tell you all those that came around that manger that night in Bethlehem, they did but one thing, and that was bow their knee and worship this anointed one, worship this Savior. Notice here we find here uh, this announcement, no doubt was one wonderful in verse number 10 for it brought good news it brought great joy unto all people. notice down in verse number 11 this morning we find in verse number 10 no doubt was it a wonderful announcement but here's what made it wonderful was the words of this announcement. It could have not been a wonderful announcement unless it did not have wonderful words in the announcement. And in verse number 11, do we read across wonderful words? Notice here, for unto you is born this day. This day. Now, that word day does not, does not mean a day like we're having a day. We know Christ was not born in daytime. He was born at night in Bethlehem but here here the angel said for unto this day what day a day that was appointed before the foundation of the world a day that God had set aside to, to bring his only begotten son into the world a day that God decided before the foundation of this world to wrap himself in flesh and to introduce the incarnation of the Lord Jesus Christ the angel said for unto You is born this day. This day. The angel said, The day has come to pass that God anointed, that God has set aside, and that God had blessed. For unto you is born this day in the city of David. Notice here our text. It is the wonderful words of this announcement. A Savior. A Savior. Which is Christ the Lord. A Savior not built by hands, a Savior not built by earthly hands, but a Savior whom God had provided, a Savior who God had promised, and a Savior that God appointed. Before all of eternity. This here we read uh, a Savior. It's not plan B or plan C. But it was before plan A this morning. God had promised the Savior. God had ordained the Savior. God has provided this Savior. And God had appointed Him before the foundation of this world to be born in a little town called Bethlehem. Notice here it is a savior. Being God as well as man. This babe in verse number or 12. And ye shall, and ye shall, uh, and this shall be a sign unto you. You shall find the babe. Right there in your Bible, you ought to put God. You shall find God wrapped in swaddling clothes. And lying in a manger, when Mary gave birth to the that precious babe, she was birthing the Son of God, one that wrapped himself in flesh and became a Savior, the anointed one, the promised one, the appointed one to carry mine and your sins to the cross of Calvary. You heard the soap writer said when I was on the cross or when he was on the cross I was on his mind. I want to tell you this morning when he was in the manger, I was on his mind and you was on his mind. But preacher that's taking it too far. Well t- take it this away. Before before the world was spoken into existence. Can I tell you, you and I was on His mind. And, and this day, this Savior was appointed for you and for me. He didn't have to come, but it was appointed. It was promised. It was prepared that He would come to take the sin of His People notice here, notice here this morning, it is a Savior being God as well as man. The Bible tells us in Hebrews chapter number four and verse number 15 For we have not an high priest which cannot be touched with the feelings of our infirmities, but with all points, tempted like as we are, yet without sin. This Savior that is laying in Bethlehem's manger, knows everything that you and I are going through this morning, for He would face everything that you and I would face. A Savior being God as well as man. A Savior willing to save, but He's also able to save. You think about that this morning. He's willing to save. He's willing to save. I want to tell you, there's many people out there would be willing to save. But this Savior, He's willing to save. And He's able. He's able to save. His name is called Jesus. Because He saves from sin. He saves from the law. He says from the world. He says from death, hell, and the wrath to come. A Savior in verse number 11. That word there means a deliverer. A deliverer. That word Christ there means the anointed one. To be a prophet, priest, and king. Now I want to preach this for a short moment and give you four things this morning, this last Sunday before Christmas on about our Savior. About our Savior. Well, first of all this morning, no doubt He is a deliverer. No doubt He is the anointed one. And that word Lord there speaks of His authority. That one that was laying in Bethlehem's manger is the deliverer. That one that's laying there in the manger is the anointed one. To be a prophet, to be a priest, and to be a king. That one that's laying there in Bethlehem's manger is the one with all the authority. The shepherds that night was going to see one that would deliver them from their sins. That them shepherds that night was going to the one that the prophets spoke about and was the anointed one. Those shepherds that night was going to see that one that babe there in the manger that held all authority. So when I think about the Savior, I think about that He is an achieved Savior, He is an achieved Savior. There's nothing that Christ did not conquer. There's nothing that Christ did not conquer. Everything for those 33 and a half years that Jesus faced in this world, He conquered them all. Isaiah 9, verse number 6 says, He shall be called Mighty God. He shall be called Wonderful Counselor. The Mighty God. He is a conqueror. He is an achieved Savior. That word Mighty God there Isaiah used, it means a warrior. I want to tell you this morning, He is a mighty warrior He's conquered everything that has ever come up in His life. Now I want to tell you this morning, He'll conquer anything that comes up in your life and my life if we just trust Him and put our faith in Him. When I think about Jesus as Savior being an achieved Savior, an achieved Savior, first of all, He achieved He was achieved over devils. Devils was no match for Him, for He achieved them. He achieved them. We remember the account that was held in Mark chapter number 5. In verse number 2, the Bible said, And when He was come out of the ship, immediately there met Him. Out of the tombs a man with an unclean spirit. In verse 3 it said, Who had his dealings with the tombs? And no man could bind him, no, not with chains, because that he had been often bound with fritters and chains. And go on down, neither could no man tame him. Well, I want to tell you this morning, Jesus achieved what no man could achieve. Jesus achieved what no other man could achieve and still not can Achieve. He achieved over devils. In verse number 15 of Mark chapter 5, But they come to Jesus, and seeing Him that was possessed with the devils, and He had a legion set in, and clothed in His right mind. Notice here, And they were afraid. Jesus achieved over devils. Jesus achieved this Savior, this Deliverer, delivered this man from devils. Not only did he achieve over devils, but he achieved over diseases. The Bible tells us in Mark 10, verse 52, And Jesus said unto him, Go thy way, thy faith hath made thee whole. And immediately he received his sight. Jesus achieved over diseases. John chapter 5, verse number 9, that one that sat at the pool of Bethesda, And it said, and immediately the man was made whole and took up his bed and walked. We find here that Jesus achieved over devils. Jesus achieved over diseases. And most of all, this morning, He is an achieved Savior because He conquered and He achieved death. When Jesus showed up at a funeral, you better believe... He was going to break it up. Mary and Martha, they sought Jesus when Lazarus was sick. By the time Jesus got up there, they said, Lord, he's been dead four days. And Jesus said, where have you laid him? And they pointed him to the tomb. And Jesus said, Lazarus, come forth. And Jesus achieved over death. You remember that widow of Nahum? Her only son there in the, in the beer, in the casket. And Jesus stopped it and said, young man, I say unto thee, arise. And he raised up out of that coffin and he began to walk. What about, what about, what about that little 12 year old girl, Jairus' daughter? When he came to the house, he said, damsel, I say unto thee, arise. And he achieved. He achieved death. But most of all this morning, he achieved his own death. When they crucified him and laid him there in that borrowed tomb, that third day he arose and he conquered death, hell, and the grave. And he this morning is an achieved savior. He's no longer laying in the manger. He is no longer on the cross. He is no longer in a tomb. He achieved all of that. And the Bible tells us He has the keys of death, hell, and the grave. An achieved Savior. Secondly this morning, He is an anointed Savior. He is an anointed Savior. That word there, Christ, as we said already, means anointed. He was anointed by God to break the curse of sin. He was anointed by God to bear the cross. Anointed by God to hold the office, the highest office of a redeemer. The Bible tells us in First Timothy chapter number two. In verse number five, Paul writes, for there is one God and one mediator between God and man. The man, Christ Jesus. The man, the anointed one, Jesus. He is the anointed Savior. Not only that, not only this morning is He, is He the achieved Savior. Not only is he the anointed one, for the Bible said, For God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten. That word is, that means he is the only one that is exalted. He is the only one that can hold that office of a savior. He is the only one that could take my sin and your sin to the cross of Calvary. He is the anointed one before the foundation of. This world. His birth was anointed. His burial was anointed. But most of all, his blood was anointed. For the Bible said, For without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sin. And what makes this Savior so special is that he is the anointed one. His blood was anointed to wash away sins. Not only is this Savior this morning, is He the achieved Savior, is He the anointed Savior, but He is the, we notice, the authority of this Savior. The authority of this Savior. Go with me to Luke chapter number 1. In verse number 31, the Bible said, And behold, thou shalt conceive in thy womb and bring forth the Son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus. He shall be great and shall be called the Son of the Highest. And the Lord God shall give unto him the throne of his father David. And he shall reign over the house of Jacob forever, and his kingdom there shall be no end. That word throne there means power. But notice here in verse number 33: forever and his kingdom there shall be no end. The authority of the Savior. Forever will Christ hold the highest authority. And forever will Christ hold the highest power. The angel said, For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, the Deliverer, the Anointed One, the One that holds the highest authority. We think about the Savior this morning being the achieved Savior. We think about Him being the achieved Savior. We think about Him being the anointed Savior. We think about Him being the authority of the Savior. But lastly this morning, we notice the amazement of the Savior. The amazement... Of this Savior, Matthew chapter number one and verse number 21, we read, And he shall bring forth, or she shall bring forth a son. Thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. The amazement of the Savior. Is that he came for one purpose, and for one purpose only, and that was to save his people from their sins. One purpose to save his people from their sin. Now I want to ask you this day: Are you amazed at this Savior? Are you amazed that in your life he is the achieved Savior? He achieved, He conquered sin in your life and in my life. He is the anointed one. His anointed blood washed our sins away. He is the authority, Savior. He holds the highest authority. I want to ask you, does He hold the highest authority in your life this day? And the amazement of the Savior... This time of year, do you stand amazed that such one would come and die for my sin and for your sin on the cross of Calvary? He gave the greatest gift of all when He laid down His life on the cross of Calvary and gave His life for me and for you. As we're standing this morning all over the church,